0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Someone Should Have Told Me. Today, I would like to talk about this thing, dementia and Alzheimer's. Now, you know, I always talk about my mom having dementia and that we take care of her. But it is so hard. It is so hard for every member of the family. It is hard for the person. I remember when my mom first started to forget things. And she would be like, oh my goodness, I can't stand this. I hate that I can't remember. And we would just brush it off and say, oh, mom, we all forget things. We all forget things all the time. No worries, you'll be okay. Start taking some ging coba, you know. But she knew that something was going on. Unlike my friend who told me a story about one of her grandmothers, and the grandmother was very alert, lived alone, and was having dinner with her daughter and they said she was always so organized and so her daughter came and they had dinner and they talked had a lovely visit that daughter left and said she would return tomorrow or either her other sister would return tomorrow so she left and When someone called the mom the next day, with no response, one of the sisters went over there and mom was in such disarray. She didn't remember anything. She had said the night before that she had some bills to pay and then she was gonna go to bed. Well, when they arrived at her home the next day, everything was disheveled and she was running around the house Like she didn't know what was going on. And it seems to me that they are just so discombobulated when this happens. Their hair is all over their head and they're just energized and they're just moving around. And it's like, what is going on? And it's like, they need to be calmed down. But I get it because think about it. If you feel like you don't know what's going on, you don't know what to do, you don't know where to go, you don't know what just happened, then you would be like this. When dealing with dementia patients, you have to constantly tell them what you are doing, why you are doing it, if they don't understand, because they forget. Five minutes ago. They forget two minutes ago. I always say that if a dementia patient is not cooperating, just wait five minutes. Leave them alone. Walk away. Do something else. Wait five minutes. Come back. And then they're a whole new different person. I can be doing something. My mother can get angry. And I just stop. I walk away, go back in five minutes. More than likely, things have changed and she's forgotten about that. Not all the time, 100% all the time, but most of the time. So, that is a good technique to walk away and come back when they're upset. They're usually upset when they feel like you are just doing anything to them and not telling them what's going on. You have to tell them exactly what you're doing. Someone sent me a YouTube video and it said, the name of it was, Dementia is Difficult. And the young lady was trying to feed her grandmother. Her grandmother was talking to her like she was trying to do something to her and she says, Grandma, I gotta feed you. And she was like, I don't want to. I don't want to. Now get out of here. Get. You guys can look it up. As I said, dementia is difficult. But the lady was funny, and you have to laugh sometimes to get through this dementia because it is what it is. And if you take it to heart, you'll be crying. So you have to laugh with it. So the lady on the video was like, Listen, I know what I'm doing. She was like, Grandma, I got to feed you. She was like, you don't have to do nothing. I mean nothing. She told her, this ain't y'all. This is me. She told her, I know how to drown. I know how to die. And I know how to do whatever it is I need to do. And that was really the funny part. much she know how to drown. She know how to die. But the thing is, you make laughter out of it because... As I said, you'll be crying if you don't and you laugh and you keep the laughter and you take care of the patient as if they were your child. My mom was an awesome mom and I decided to do this podcast with her in mind because Mother's Day is coming up and my mom was so great. She had seven kids. First of all, I was the fifth out of the seven. So therefore, say, for instance, for Easter that just passed, she would wash all of our hair and then style it. And we had to go one by one. I was the youngest girl, so I probably was the first one that got my hair done because she would do mine from beginning to end, where the older girls maybe washed or shampooed their own hair. No one wanted to be last because they said the last person got the roughest treatment. Because I guess my mother was tired <laughs> at the end. And by me being the youngest and first, I don't know anything about that. So I just laughed. My mother, she did that. My mother worked up until... I was like five, and then she had quit her job because she had seven kids. At that time, you got girls in high school, you got little smaller children, and it's like someone needs to stay home and raise the children because they are raising themselves if no one does. So my mother did that, came home told her husband, my father, that whatever he could not give her, she would not have because she did not have these kids to be running around, raising themselves, doing whatever they wanted to do. So at that time, she came home to the house. As I've spoken about before, my mother never let a holiday go by without the house being decorated for it. And we had awesome great holidays we were the house on the block that always had a swing set that in the summertime they would buy us a swimming pool that they had to put together and put up that would hold all of us but it wasn't really big like you couldn't do any laps or anything with it but it suited the purpose And we were always where all the kids wanted to be, generally. So my mother made a wonderful household. She did the laundry, made us fold towels in a certain kind of way where I was like, oh my goodness, why we just can't fold it in half and fold it in half and then fold it in a quarter? No, you had to lay that towel out, fold one side in fold the other side in, fold that in half, and then in fourths, like you were getting ready to hang it up. She would not let you fold it any other kind of way. She was an amazing mother and an amazing wife. She was such an amazing wife that now in her state of dementia, my dad still was not going to let her go. We know that she doesn't do good with strangers because she's so used to all the love that surrounds her. So therefore, she feels, I guess, that if it's not us, she doesn't want to be bothered. She's very particular in her attitude when before she had dementia, And now that she has dementia, she's still very particular. Even though the lady that dwells in my mom is not totally my mom, but she comes back and in her mind, some days she does know who we are and other days she might think we're her sisters, but she knows that she loves us no matter who we are. She might not can't call our names, but she knows that she loves us. And when she sees us, even though she has dementia, she is so happy to see us. And generally, she might not know which daughter it is or if we're her sisters or not, but she know that we love her and she knows that we are there for her. So therefore she fights for her life. She fights to live. She fights to go on the day-to-day. Just little things like taking her for a walk pleases her so much. Just taking her outside to enjoy some sunshine and fresh air. In earlier podcasts, I have told you guys that love can keep a person alive. And love has been keeping my mom alive. Because if we had sent her to a home, I really believe that she would not be here because no one takes care of your loved ones like you do. And I know this for a fact because I have worked in nursing homes before. I have seen these things happen. Generally in nursing homes, if a wife can't take care of her husband and she puts them in the nursing home, then they were there every single day. When they woke up, they came to make sure that their husbands were taken care of because they couldn't take care of them at home alone. So then they would come and they would be in the nursing home all day with their husband and then maybe go home at night. Well, my dad loves my mom so much and they have been married over 60 years. So my dad did not want to just send my mother into a place of care because he knows that is not what he would want for himself. And I'm sure that he had turmoil about this because things were getting to where he couldn't handle it. You know, he's just as old as my mom and he was taking care of my mom when we weren't there, when we were unable to be there. He was there for her. And then sometimes they get where... They are confused, which sometimes make them a little combative. But my dad handled it like a king. He handled it and he still would not want her to go anywhere and be alone and be by herself. We all believed that if that happened, that she would not last very long in that situation. So my dad decided he couldn't send her away anywhere, but he needed more help and more help than we could give as we also have jobs. So he decided to move into assistant living with her and he definitely could live by himself. He definitely could live alone. He still drives. He's the same age as her, but he was taking care of her as much as he possibly could on a daily basis. Because, to tell you the truth, having a patient that has dementia is sometimes just like having a child. So you have to do everything for them sometimes. Just as if they were a child. You know, they say twice a child. That is what is meant by that. Because you're a child when you're younger. And you may turn into a child when you get older. But my dad, he looked at me and he said, I can't send her anywhere by herself. Because as long as I can remember, it's just been me and her. And so therefore... I just want to still be me and her, but I need some help. So my sister helped them, got all the information, and she started looking at places, and they found the place, and they moved into assistant living. Now, assistant living is wonderful if it works. With my dad... He could have did many, many, many other things. He could have sent my mother away and he could have been by himself. He tells me that people are asking him, why are you giving up your life? She's the one sick. You're not sick. And he constantly keeps saying, this is my wife for richer, for poorer, for sickness and in health. I am not leaving my wife. It is sick so, so sweet. And it is what you would want for your mate to do for you. I am so proud of my dad and I am so thankful that he loves my mom and he loves his family so much that he would do anything. And he has proven it through his life of living To make sure that we were all okay. My dad, he reminds me of this Chinese proverb that says, When the winds of change blow, some people build walls, others build windmills. My dad is a windmill builder because no matter what happened, he built towards the better. He didn't sink down into depression and say that, oh well, I guess we can't do that. He always looked up and looked towards how can we make things better. He is someone that I can look up to the way he handles things. My dad taking care of my mom And I had to read him this poem because it gets frustrating to look at the one you love. That's not the person anymore. They are like a child. They can't make any decisions. They don't remember what happened yesterday, let alone years ago. And it is very, very frustrating for that to be your mate. I have another poem to read to you, and it's called The Alzheimer's Poem, which you know Alzheimer's and dementia are very, 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 very similar. So this poem, The Alzheimer's Poem, Do not ask me to remember. Don't try to make me understand. Let me rest and know you're with me. Kiss my cheek and hold my hand. I'm confused beyond your concept. I am sad and sick and lost. All I know is that I need you to be with me at all costs. Do not lose your patience with me. Do not scold or curse or cry i can't help the way i'm acting can't be difficult through though i try just remember that i need you that the best of me is gone please don't fail to stand beside me love me till my life is done that point Wraps up exactly all that dementia and Alzheimer's is. And it is very hard. It's very hard because you miss the person, even though they're right there. We have all had our moments of where we have spoken with each other, my sisters and myself and my dad, where you come to the realization that the person that you knew, the person that they were, is not really there anymore. But the body that dwells, you wish and you hope and you look for just a glimmer of that person again. And it comes. It comes and it goes. I remember When the pandemic first started, and we would all go to my mom's house in mass because we could not not go. So we had to wash our bodies before we went, wear masks, and we had to go to take care of my parents because without us going, they might not have made it through the pandemic. It's so hard, but it was a blessing that they made it through, they did not even catch a cold. And I am so thankful for that. So when we first started going, my mom, like the beginning of the pandemic, my mom, she had came to reality one time when we were over there and we had our mask on. And she said, why are y'all wearing all these masks? Why do you have that on your face? And so I started to tell her, I said, Mom, well, there is an illness going around and they're calling it a pandemic because we can need to stay six feet away from each other. And she said, you know what? Stop right there. I don't want to know no more. And then the thought of me went back to when my mother used to say, oh my goodness, so you know, when the rapture comes, the world is going to be in such a situation that I really don't want to be around when that starts to come. And I remember my mother saying that And when she told me, stop right there. Don't say anymore. And then all of a sudden she went back into her bliss of the dementia. It's like she is where she wants to be. She's with us, but all the things that are going on in the world, she doesn't want to have to deal with that. She wouldn't if she was in her right mind. I am not saying that this has anything to do with her dementia that the pandemic did because she was well on her way, way before that. I'm saying that she is happy being alive, Because when we come and we take her to shower her or help her in any way, she is so happy and she's dancing. She's in her bliss of dementia and she's not ready to go. She's not ready to leave this earth. Even though she'll say that she's seen her mother in a dream or something the night before. And she'll say, oh, My mom was calling me and she's also said she's seen her brother. But this is all still with the dementia present. We tried to laugh about everything. So she said, my mother came and she was calling me and they said, come on, we'll take care of you. And I said, you know what? You tell them, don't call you. You'll call them. Stop trying to pull you to the other side. (laughs) You know, it's just conversation. And I don't know if it's a dream. I don't know if she's feeling this is reality, but in the dementia, I believe that she feels like it's reality and she's not ready to go. Now, in the process of her moving to the new place, she was still, as long as my dad was there, she was fine because everybody kept saying, Oh, my goodness. If you move them while they're, you know, in this state and take them out of their surroundings, they're going to do worse. You're going to bring the end closer. And we kept telling them, as long as my dad is there, she'll be fine. Because she, no matter what, knows that she's supposed to be with him. And when she wakes up, she looks for him. And when she doesn't see him, she might not can't remember his name, but she'll be like, where is he at? Because she know he is supposed to be there. And that is so cute and so funny as well. The love that they have. And through this dementia, I commend my dad. I commend the relationship. They are something to want to sought after. You know, they make the meaning of sickness and in health. They took their vows very seriously. And my dad will not do without her. And he is going to be there for her as she would for him. And I know if the tables were turned, it would be no different she would not put him anywhere and she would be taking care of him as he has been taking care of her with our help. And it is so sweet, so loving. And he is in the assisted living and he don't have to worry about meals. And there's some people that will come down and help him in an emergency. He is not alone. We tried so that people could come and get my mom dressed in the morning so that they maybe can go to the dining room and eat. But my mother doesn't want anybody else taking care of her pretty much but us. Once in a while, she'll let them do something for her. But other than that, she has turned into a very feisty fighter. And if they can't do it, we prefer they not to and we would come every day if necessary. And there was a moment where she was losing her appetite and we got ourselves together and we just started going every day until she was doing that dance doing that jig again like she is so happy and she just shakes her hands and move her body and i have seen a miracle cuz my mother they had gotten depressed she had gotten to where she wasn't eating and now she is back and she is doing wonderful and i feel the blessings flowing Because my mother and father are back and my dad is happy because, you know, they say if one goes, the other one might go not too long after and they need each other. They love each other. They want each other. When I look at their love, I hope and pray that when my husband and I Get to that point that we are the same way, and I believe that we will because we will be married 35 years this year, which seems like only yesterday, and we feel that way now. We have been through a lot of things with my husband's health, and we will not falter, and that is why people make up your mind. Find someone to love because you do not want your end of life days, whether it's because we don't know when it's coming, whether it's in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or 80s. You want someone there with you to take care of you. I know I've went over my 30 minutes, but I got to tell you this one more story. There was a man when we were younger, he was older than us, and he had a nice family. He was always cheating on his wife, always cheating to the point where she didn't divorce him, she started cheating too. He's cheating, she's cheating, and now he has gotten to the point where he's in his 60s and poor thing, got the Alzheimer's or dementia, I'm not really sure which one he has, but she doesn't want to take care of him probably because she is so angry at the life that they have lived. She is so angry and maybe I'll do a podcast about this because she is so angry that nobody takes care of this man like they should because they're angry of how he lived. And so therefore, be careful how you live your life because When you need someone to take care of you and you've treated everybody like garbage, then they're going to treat you like garbage. And hopefully there's someone out there that cares enough to take care of you, no matter who you have hurt and what you have done. But take note and live your life so that someone will be there to take care of you when you get old, now you can listen to me. I'm on YouTube now. I found myself on YouTube, so I'm on YouTube, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Listen now. Reason Podcast, Stitchers Podcast. I am on anywhere where you can get podcasts. Just look me up. Someone should have told me. And take care, guys. I'll be here to talk to you again. If you have any questions about dementia or anything that I've talked about recently, then email me at sshtmpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I love each and every one of you. I hope that you take heed to what I'm saying because I just try, To give you the good advice to live your life. I used to tell my kids, when I learn something, I tell you. Because so many people say, if I knew then, what I know now, things would be so much easier. So, I know everybody don't take heed when they hear, but I am here telling the story. Have a great week and I'll talk to you again soon. Love you all. Bye.